Broadcasting live to New York, Bloomberg 1130, to Washington, D.C., Bloomberg 991, to Boston, Bloomberg 1200, to San Francisco, Bloomberg 960, to the country, Sirius XM Channel 119, and around the globe, the Bloomberg Radio Plus app and Bloomberg.com. This is Bloomberg Markets. This is the Bloomberg Markets. Corey Johnson here in Los Angeles for you. I'm looking at a fascinating auction coming up at Christie's with some just great old timepieces and watches and a a wonderful uh, items. We're going to dig into some of these items and, and, and talk about uh, the wonders of the world of watches in just a bit. But first, let's get the very latest in business news headlines from Catherine Cowder. Thank you, Corey. And this business flash is brought to you by USCF. Invest in what's real. Visit USCFinvestments.com. That's USCFinvestments.com. Well, it's a stunning move from Amazon. It's buying Whole Foods Market for $13.7 billion in a deal that gives it hundreds of stores across the U.S., a brand-new laboratory for radical retail experiments that could revolutionize the way people buy groceries. John Mackey, Whole Foods' outspoken co-founder, will continue to run the business. That's a victory for Mackey after a fight with activist investor Jana Partners that threatened to drive him from power. Food retailers fell the most in the S&P 500 in response to the Amazon deal today. Economic concerns also also weighed on the market. Data on the housing industry and consumer sentiment were weaker than anticipated. Lindsay Piexa, chief economist at Stiefel Nicholas, says there are not many green shoots to suggest economic growth will pick up. If housing is not contributing to top-line growth, what are we left with? Well, the consumer. The consumer, as we saw earlier this week, very disappointing retail sales numbers. The consumer is still under pressure. Business investment is still very soft. Domestic manufacturing is still under pressure amid a very stagnant global economy and strong U.S. dollar. The Dow Industrial Average rose to a record and the S&P 500 eked out again after being lower for most of the session. Here's a data check. Dow Industrial Average rose 24 points, a tenth of a percent to close out the week at a record 21,384. S&P 500 up less than one point, closing at 24.33. The Nasdaq fell 14 points, a quarter percent, closing at 61.51. West Texas Intermediate Crude Oil up 27 cents a barrel, six tenths of a percent to 44.73. Spot gold up $1.90 an ounce. To 1256.50. Ten year Treasury up 330 seconds, yield 2.1514. Among today's top business stories, a CenturyLink employee claims she was fired for blowing the whistle on the telecom company's high pressure sales culture. In a lawsuit filed in Arizona this week, she said the high-pressure tactics left customers paying millions of dollars for accounts they did not request. CenturyLink is in the midst of a $34 billion merger with Level 3 Communications. Boeing is said to be closing in on about $5 billion in orders from two Asian carriers for its longest-ever 737. People familiar with the matter say Boeing is discussing a deal with India's SpiceJet for about 20 of its 737 MAX 10 aircraft and an Indonesian carrier setting an order for at least 20 planes and perhaps as perhaps as many as 50. And that's a Bloomberg Business Flash. Now back to you, Carol and Corey. Thank you very much, Catherine Carter. You listen to Bloomberg Markets on Bloomberg Radio. Stones knew it. Times on the side, but the Stones, as wonderful as they are, not American icons, but some of these watches are. Christie's has got an auction going off pretty soon here on June 21st of uh, rare watches and American icons. And uh, uh, joining us right now to talk about this auction, Eric Wynn, he's a senior a senior specialist at Christie's. And on the cover of the catalog of this uh, this watch auction, which people can check out at Christie's.com, uh, is a picture of Jackie O. 
Yeah, thanks so much. Um, we are very excited that we are offering her Cartier tank. That was a gift from her brother-in-law wow. in 1963 in February. Which brother-in-law? It was uh, Prince Stanislaw Radziwill uh, of a Polish royal family, married to her sister, Lee. Right. Uh, it's beautiful. But it's, it's, actually, it's really cool that it was her watch. Yeah, and she wore it uh basically daily until her passing in 1994. Um, and I think this watch is probably responsible for over a billion dollars of Cartier watch sales. The reason why walking yeah. around New York, every woman is wearing a Cartier tank. And and, and it's got an inscription in the back. Yeah, it uh, commemorates a 50-mile walk that she dared her brother-in-law to do in Palm Beach uh, on February 9th, 1963. Uh, he did do it, and she even did a little painting of him walking with their family friend, which is included with the watch. And it says the time that the watch commenced, so we can only imagine what was going on when the dare happened. Exactly. Because it began at what time? 2.05 a.m., and it ended at <laughs> 9.35 p.m. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, it's uh, it's amazing. It was something that President Kennedy had encouraged people to do these uh feats of endurance like the 50-mile walk. It, it was very famous at that time as something people were encouraged to do. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to be doing a 50-mile walk, even for <laughs> maybe for this watch. Yeah. Uh, what do you expect a watch like this to go for? The estimate's 60 to 120,000. I think it's certainly going to sell in the six figures, but at this point, uh, you know, it's not exactly clear. We have collectors that are interested, we have celebrities, we have retail outlets, we have all kinds of different people interested. Um, and and uh, lots of other watches, too. Uh, talk to me about some of the other items in this. We're very excited. We have uh, President Johnson's Hamilton that he wore throughout the 1960 campaign as vice president. Um, that's a, an iconic watch. Uh, we also have... Uh, so a Hamilton. I don't know the Hamilton. Yeah, it's... Um, it's it was a, a very early electric watch, so battery powered, uh, and it has an estimate of fifteen to thirty thousand. It had been a gift from the McDowell County Democrats of West Virginia in nineteen fifty eight when he spoke to them. So uh, I think he wore it as a way to uh, represent an American-made watch, which it was at that time during the campaign. It was a little bit political for him to wear that versus a Swiss watch. Uh, and yet there are a whole lot of Swiss watches in this auction, some really cool ones. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we, vintage Rolex watches are extremely hot with collectors around the world, and we're lucky to have a few, including a, a gold Daytona from 1968 that has an estimate of 400 to 800,000. Really? Uh, it's called the Lemon Cello because the dial is sort of uh, lemon-colored, and uh, it's absolutely spectacular mint condition. Um, these are really spectacular watches. Um, wh- what is what is hot right now in the world of watch collecting? Definitely vintage Rolex. Uh, on the modern side, a company called Richard Miller. Well, let me, actually, uh, let me back up on the Rolex side. So, yeah. which kinds of Rolexes? What what makes them uh, more collectible right now? So, all Daytonas, which are chronographs, which at that time had a very limited market. Uh, have gotten very popular from the 1960s through the 1980s, particularly this one version called the Paul Newman, which has exotic registers like he wore. So typically a very... What's an exotic register? Sorry. Um, Coach me so, up here. Yeah, so they have these little details uh, in the, the what we call registers, which are the sub-dials, the three circles basically right. on the dial. And they have little square ends. Uh, which you would think wouldn't affect the value the way it does, but it makes them worth hundreds of thousands of dollars to have that dial. Just wow. Um, I mean, these watches, I'm looking at the, on the, the catalog on the web, and it's just beautiful stuff. 
Uh, do you get a lot of people in person to a bit in these? Just about 30 seconds here. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. A ton of people. Our top lot is a Richard Miller watch that is a $2.2 million retail watch. The estimate's 1 to 1.5 million. Uh, so we're very excited about that one as well. Crazy. Crazy stuff. Uh, Eric went, uh, really, uh, neat stuff. Thanks for bringing this by because we, these are fascinating devices. Thank you so look much. At, uh, Eric Wynn, senior specialist at Christie's with his Rare Watches American Icons auction on June 21st. Uh, get to the Christie's.com website. I'll, I'll tweet it out as well because it's something to see. This is Bloomberg Markets. Nathan Hager is going to look at World of National News headlines in our many on one studios from Washington, D.C. All right, thanks, Corey. President Trump appeared to lash out at his own deputy attorney general on Twitter this morning, writing, quote, I am being investigated for firing the FBI director by the man who told me to fire the FBI director, end quote. Top Democrat on the Senate Judiciary Committee, Dianne Feinstein, now says she is concerned the president may try to fire Deputy AG Rod Rosenstein. Bloomberg's Irv Chapman reports the panel's organizing its own probe. Chairman Charles Grassley and ranking Democrat Dianne Feinstein are working together on a plan that could call for hearing James Comey and Attorney General Jeff Sessions, as well as other officials of the FBI and Justice Department. Feinstein is also a member of the Intelligence Committee. Everybody should welcome a second committee getting involved, particularly on the technical legal aspects of obstruction of justice. Both the president and vice president Mike Pence have now hired their own lawyers. Irv Chapman, Bloomberg Radio, Washington. Today, the president traveled to Miami to announce new restrictions on travel and business with Cuba, rolling back what he called the Obama administration's completely one-sided deal. It's hard to think of a policy that makes less sense than the prior administration's terrible and misguided deal with the Castro regime. The U.S. Chamber of Commerce says the new policy actually limits the possibility for positive change on the island. Checking the leaderboard at the U.S. Open, it is a tie for first still. Ricky Fowler and Brooks Kepka nine under through seven holes. Global News, 24 hours a day, powered by more than 2,700 journalists and analysts in more than 120 countries. I'm Nathan Hager. This is Bloomberg.